Welcome to the audio guide to how high performers discover their ideal career and find meaningful, well-paid work without starting over. It's a series we're running every day this week to teach you the nine stages every single person goes through. At least if your goal is fulfilling work that also pays you well. So now you're ready to climb a mountain. But which one are you going to climb? This next stage is to not only identify a new career, but to reimagine your new life. This, by the way, is a fun one, but not an easy one. We'll help you determine what it is that you truly want from your career change. What's fun about this stage, but also incredibly challenging, is that you have to dare to dream. This is the Happen to Your Career podcast with Scott Anthony Barlow. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and make it happen. We help you define the work that's unapologetically you, and then go get it. If you're ready to make a change, keep listening. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Stage three, choose your mountain. How to identify your ideal career. I'm going to share with you a list of characteristics of fulfilling work. We'll talk about that here in a minute. But those factors have to be placed into a context. If you want to buy a car, I can tell you that you should have four wheels and an engine, but that doesn't tell you what kind of car to buy. Just like you can't take a strength assessment or a personality test and then boom, out pops a list of the perfect jobs that would be an amazing fit. That's not how it works at all. So instead, let's talk about the factors of meaningful work that you can't live without. These are the factors that make work fulfilling. Think of this as a checklist. If your job is missing any of these factors, then your job satisfaction will gradually erode until you feel unfulfilled. This list comes from my experience helping thousands of clients change careers in addition to studying the current research and doing much of the research on our own and seeing the practical <laughs> practical career changes in itself. Okay, note that this is not a complete list. These are some of the highest impact things. Let's focus on what's most important. The first of which is autonomy and flexibility. You work when and how you want to. You have input or authority over how the work gets done. You are not micromanaged, electronically surveilled, or otherwise made to look like a tool in someone's hands. Rather, you're an adult human who is permitted to use her judgment and expertise to execute her assignments. If you don't have this, this is often why people either feel micromanaged or they don't have some of the pieces that feel like they're missing in one way or another. Another example is challenge, particularly the right type of challenge for you. Everyone needs this. This is something that is often undervalued and underrated. It's not just about having challenge. It's about what challenges you in the right ways. Work that challenges and pushes you to expand your capabilities where you're stretched outside your comfort zone, but not pushed so hard that you feel like you're drowning. That's no good either. Which leads us into growth and evolution. As you acquire new skills, experience, and expertise, you grow and evolve. Your job rewards that by growing and evolving with you in the ways that are really truly right for you. Team. 
your boss and coworkers are supportive. You don't feel taken for granted or exploited. You and your coworkers are not put in hyper-competitive situations or otherwise forced to root for each other to fail. Simply put, you like the people that you work with and feel supported by them. Impact and contribution. You see a direct connection between your work and how it helps other people. If you're missing that, you're not going to feel like you are making the right type of impact for you, or you're not going to feel like you're making a contribution. Now, you could argue that almost every single role or job on earth helps humans in some way, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's the right way for you. We need to help you find the right way for you. Values. Your work is a reflection of who you are as a person, morally, ethically, and professionally. You do not have to hide or compromise yourself in order to do your work. You do not have to give up on something you always wanted to try. You are able to bring your complete self to your job. Direction. You know what you're doing at work and why you're doing it. You understand what is expected of you and how these expectations fit your project's goals and your company's mission it's easy for you to see that you are able to ask for and receive feedback to know if you're meeting expectations and achieving both your goals and your employer's goals for your work. Signature strengths. Your job leverages your strongest abilities so that you feel able to maximize your skill sets at work. You're not just using one of your professional skills on the job where all the others waste away And certainly that's the case with your strengths too. You're bringing every strength that you have in one way or another to your work. On the other side of the coin, there's also some things you're going to want to avoid. These are called detractors to meaningful work. Here are the detractors. These are things that are going to ruin a great or even ideal career situation that you already have if they're present. Number one is an extremely long commute. On average, if your trip takes over 60 minutes in length each way, then that is going to take away from an otherwise amazing situation. Instability. If you don't feel that your job is secure and you believe you could lose your role at any time or something's going to impact that, that is a real issue. Undermining. A series of unfortunate events negate your work. For example, several projects that you've worked hard on are all canceled again and again and again. Inadequate pay. If your compensation doesn't meet your basic needs or feels unfairly low, it can take an otherwise amazing situation and turn it into something less amazing. By the way, notice I I mentioned not that it is unfairly low, that it feels to you unfairly low. That is the difference. That is the distinction. Not necessarily market value. That's not what I'm talking about. That for one reason or another, it feels unfairly low. By the way, this is one of the reasons that makes a case to negotiate as you're coming in. Because when you take the time and effort and bandwidth and energy and have sometimes what's a difficult conversation to negotiate, those people that do so are much more likely to feel like they're getting paid fairly. Unsafe coworkers. 
Your coworkers or boss threaten your physical or your psychological safety. For example, a coworker who bullies you or a boss who constantly yells. I've personally had both of those. Neither of them are fun. Definitely threatens psychological safety, to put it mildly. Underqualified. You're assigned work that is far beyond your capabilities and feels hopeless or it continuously erodes your confidence. Okay, so what do you do with all these? This list and the other list I mentioned, they, they don't tell you what industry to be in, what title to seek, what duties you should have. And by the way, we'll get started in all that in stages four and five for how you actually go about that in the real world. You have to decide what you want. You have to choose which mountain to climb. We first need to talk about clarity before we really build on this idea of which mountain to climb. What is clarity in the first place? Clarity is, it's not a flash of inspiration that hits you while you're emptying the dishwasher. Clarity comes from the conscious process of reflecting on your real world experiences, deciding what's important to you, consciously acknowledging those needs, and then acting on them to the exclusion of nearly all else. Achieving this degree of clarity about your career goals isn't easy. It requires hard work to delve into your experiences and really try to understand yourself. If you had a job you enjoyed, why did you enjoy it? Why did you stop enjoying it? If a job that went badly and you were laid off, why did it go badly? What led to that in the first place? What was missing from the situation that you needed? Something that most people don't realize is that clarity comes from having the real world experience to determine what you want, declare those as priorities, and then act on those priorities and only those priorities. Clarity means not compromising what you want because of fear or expectations of others. Clarity takes courage. Fear will absolutely encourage you to avoid this hard work. Fear will scream at you that you need the money and any job that you can find that pays you money is the job that you should take. Just a job and make it work. Fear will tell you to think about what others want for you. Everyone sees you as a lawyer. What will they think of you if you suddenly decide you're a novelist? Won't they be weirded out or disappointed? Ken Jeong left a successful career as a doctor to become an actor. When he told his doctor friends that he was quitting medicine to take up acting, what face do you think they made? <laughs> Not a great one, right? If you don't have the clarity about your career goals, your career change will not be successful. And achieving that clarity takes courage. A great way to approach this problem is to use what we call the puzzle method. This, by the way, is the audio from a popular video that we have called How to Figure Out Your Career Puzzle, and it shares what we call the puzzle method. Here's how most people go about career change. Tell me if this sounds familiar. First of all, they spend a little bit of time on Indeed.com or LinkedIn or Glassdoor or someplace else. And then at that point, they're searching for jobs they think they might be interested in, and they're either finding a ton of things that just are not that great of a fit or not that excited about, or even worse, they finally find something that seems like it could be pretty amazing. And they want 472 years of experience. Sound familiar? Okay. That's where people start. And then when that doesn't work, 
they end up saying, okay, well, I've got to figure out what my transferable skills are. And I've got to mash those all into a resume. And oh, by the way, on top of that, I also have to figure out how to talk about and sell myself. Oh, and I got to get a network too. Oh, and I have to be on LinkedIn. And okay. So if you've ever had this advice, or if you've encountered any of this, you're not alone. This is something that I've absolutely gone through when I first was learning to career change way back when, almost two decades ago. And since then, long after, I've realized through helping, at this point, thousands of people make career change just a meaningful work that actually fits, that also pays well, that it can be a drastically different way that you have to go about it. Okay. So I would propose a completely different, but also far better way. Here's how I want you to think about it. We call this the puzzle method. And I'll tell you a story first. This is my son, Grayson, back when he was about three years old or so. And one of the first times I was watching him try to put together a puzzle, he was sitting on the floor over you know, about 15 feet from me. And he was taking one piece out of the puzzle. And this is probably a Disney puzzle or something else, Paw Patrol, you know, and he's taking one piece and he was taking another piece. He's picking them up and he's trying to mash them together, like jam them together. He's making little noises and he's getting really frustrated, right? Okay. So I watched him do this for a while. And then I realized, well, <laughs> I need to go show him how to put together a puzzle. And I showed him what you've probably heard of if you've ever put together a puzzle yourself. You know, the same process makes it much, much easier to put together a puzzle. What is it? Well, of course, you start with the corner pieces, right? Those are easy to pull out. They look different. And then after you have those corner pieces, you can find all the edge pieces, right? The edge pieces have the flat part on them. And then after you have the edge pieces separated out, the colors start to become obvious, about what goes together with what else. And the crazy thing about that is eventually when you put enough of those together, you have a frame completely built out. Now what happens when you have that frame? Uh, yeah, exactly. It absolutely allows you to begin to see what the picture in the middle might be. Even if you're like at our house where we've lost all the boxes and we don't necessarily know what the pictures are, even then you can start to see that, wow, this is, this is a part of Mickey Mouse's ear. Okay, well, Mickey's probably over here, or this is a part of Donald Duck's leg. All right, that means Donald Duck's probably in the picture. And then you can begin one piece at a time to put together the entire rest of the puzzle, even when it wasn't possible to start with. Okay, so... <laughs> When you do that, it becomes much, much easier and certainly possible to get that entire puzzle together. The crazy thing is, the crazy thing is that most of us are trying to approach our career and our career change and what we need within our career. We're trying to approach it like a three-year-old. We're taking one piece and taking another piece and we're trying to jam them together and it's not working and we're getting really frustrated, right? This is, this is where I've been at in the past and certainly many of the people that we've helped over the years. And this might be where you're at too, where you're like, okay, I know I need more flexibility and I would really like a remote work. And, you know, my boss has been, you know, kind of great, but also my coworkers, mm, yeah, there's a couple of them I'd prefer to work with different people. Okay, where does that leave me? And the sad part is it doesn't leave you with much. You're trying to jam one piece together and another piece and it doesn't fit. And then you end up whirling around in circles, right? 
or at least really frustrated. Okay. I want to teach you a different way, much like the puzzle method we just went through. So think about the corner pieces as your strengths. We start with your strengths and particularly what we call your signature strengths. The reason we do that is because over your lifetime, your strengths evolve and they're developed, but they don't actually change that much over the course of your whole life. And then once we have those corner pieces called out, then we focus on the edge pieces. The edge pieces are what are the highest priorities, particularly what do you want most in your life? Not everything that you want, but what do you want most? What do you value the most? And I'll tell you more about that in just a second. And then we need to, from there, begin to fill in the picture. We do that with a tool that we created called the Ideal Career Profile. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It allows you to build out a checklist almost of what you need within your next opportunity and think about it completely different. It helps you build out the destination, the place where you need to get to. Okay. That's what allows you to start filling in the picture because just like the puzzle, once you have that frame built out, once you have the corner pieces, which are your signature strengths, plus the edge pieces, which are really what you need and want most in not just your life, but also your work, of course, then that's what allows you that frame. And that's where you can start putting individual pieces into the center and figuring it out. Even if you don't know what the picture totally looks like, it still becomes possible. Okay. How does that work? Let's go into it a little bit deeper for just a second here. When I say strengths and what you want in your life, particularly your work, especially, but your work impacts every other part of your life, whether you want it to or not, you must be clear on both of those areas. Otherwise, getting to work that makes you happy, a life that you enjoy, maybe not singing unicorns and rainbows, but you get the picture. Getting to those things does not happen, or it's very unlikely to happen unless you have some measure of clarity in those other areas, right? That's what allows you it. It's what adds up to make it possible for you to get to the other things that you actually want. All right. These corner pieces, what do I actually mean? We call them signature strengths. These are great combination of things. Most people think about skills when I say strengths. However, that's not what signature strengths actually are. It's your combination of you know preferences, predispositions, the way that you're wired, uh, your personality, natural abilities. All these things work together to create what you can't stop doing, even if you tried essentially the qualities that make you uniquely you. Another way that you can think about signature strengths is the overlap. If you imagine, you know, three overlapping circles being one area of your, your strengths and the areas that you're great at. Another one being the way that you can uniquely contribute and add value to the world. And still another one being those areas that you actually are getting something back from those areas that you enjoy, the areas that are causing you to grow, the areas that you actually you know, want to want to spend your time in in one way or another. Those can not just those aren't necessarily things just like, hey, I really always want to go golfing, but there are other areas like these are the right types of challenges for me that leverage the unique pieces about me. That's what we're talking about. The, those areas overlap. That's what we're talking about for signature strengths. Okay, well, why is this important? Let me give you an example. Meet Maggie. Maggie came to us knowing that what she had done in the past with PR and marketing 
was not at all what she wanted to continue doing. And she didn't know what that was, but she knew that, hey, I'm I'm completely over this and I absolutely need a change. And she knew it was going to be important. So we worked with her, spent some time helping her understand and being able to articulate and leverage her strengths. And then four months later, she makes a career change into training and development, as it turns out, a particular type of training and development, where she is flying like crazy because... She stands out compared to all of her peers because she's uniquely aligned with her strengths. So fast forward a little bit, 16 months later, because she stands out so much, she's actually promoted to an even better role that more aligns with her strengths. Pretty crazy, right? But this continues to happen too. I ended up chatting with her about a year after that, just a little over a year after that. And she was getting ready to be promoted again into an even higher level role and take over, I believe, as a senior director type role. and. Part of that was because she became really well aligned with her strengths. Not only was it a higher level of enjoyment, and I think we could pretty much argue that in Maggie's case, you know, she is more well aligned with her strengths than most people in the world with what she's doing for work. And we also know that that offers a higher level of enjoyment and just day to day, you know, uh, enjoyment of activity, but it also is more important for other reasons too. The other reason it's incredibly important is not just because it feels awesome and energizing. It's also because, well, we got tons of great data to say that you're actually less stressed of the bad kind of stress, distress, when you spend just as little as one to two more hours a day working in your strengths. Okay. At the time when we pulled this stat, they they had data collected from 7.8 million people. At this point, it's many, many millions more than that. And it's still heading in that same direction. So we've got clear line of sight, not just from Gallup, but from many other places too, that strengths create a foundation for a different quality of life, especially as it relates to your work. But there's more than this too. Beyond strengths, I mentioned those edge pieces, right? What do you value the most? What do you what do you want and need the most in your life and your work? Okay. When we talk about this, we try to divide it into groups because it's just too big of a question, too big of a question, way too big of a question to say, hey, what do you want the most? Like nobody can answer that, right? So instead we break these into smaller groups in order to begin to define it and begin to create that checklist that I was talking about in the form of what we call an ideal career profile. Now, think about the first one, environment. Not just as like, what city do you live in or your geographic environment, but these are also things like what culture, what do you need to be in? What is that culture made up of? You know, where can you find that? And these are other things too, like even physical environment. For me, as I'm recording this right now, I'm standing next to a window because that's part of how I like to work. But also I found over the years that if I don't have pretty ongoing sunlight. I get grumpy. It just happens. It's something I need. I know I'm a nerd like that, but I know what I need, know what I want. And that's part of my environment that creates my ideal career. It's going to be different for you. Not everybody needs the same thing as it relates to all the factors that make up environment. Okay. So here's another category, finances. Finances can be not just what do you need to make in order to accomplish your other goals, but if you really think about it, your ability to use money as a tool is greatly influenced by how much you earn and how much you have access to 
as it relates to your work. And that's true for most people, right? Okay. So that means that if you accept less, and then you may not be able to reach some of your other goals. They start to affect each other, right? Okay. And then what about the spiritual, mental, emotional parts of that? How do you honor those pieces and what you need for you in your situation? What what do you need? What must you have in order to have not just a different quality of life, but also where it overlaps with your career too? What about relationships? Okay. This is one of the most underrated categories by a long shot. And I'm not just talking about relationships with your friends and family and you know things like that, but I'm also talking about who are the people that you want to be surrounded by on a day-to-day, hour-to-hour basis. Who are those people? Are those really intelligent, highly talented people that are innovating and helping change the face of the world? Are those people that are incredibly caring and family matters a lot to them and they have those types of values? Who are those people? Because if you know and you can figure out who they are, that can give you clues as to where to begin looking for the right type of organization and situation for you, right? So those are a couple examples of relationships. And then of course, health and well-being is very, very directly impacted by your work environment in many different ways. So if you know what you need and want there, then you can start to make decisions about what type of roles, companies, and organizations are you looking for that are going to provide that for you. Okay, this is a totally different way of looking at it. This is saying, what do I want instead of what is available to me? Completely different, completely backwards, right? And then, of course, we're including here your core set of values in general, anything else that is incredibly important to you. All right, here's the reason, the main reason why. How on earth are you going to know if something is a bad fit when you make a career change? If you haven't articulated what makes a great fit, then the reality is that you won't. So the more that you can spend a little bit of time up front defining what creates an amazing ideal opportunity for you, the more possible it's going to be for you to find that in the real world. By the way, if you want to watch that actual video, you can go to careerchangeguide.co. That's careerchangeguide.co and click stage three, and it'll get you right there to that video. Now think of the goal that seems silly or maybe impossible, but what if you could achieve that one that seems silly or impossible? What if you could achieve the one that doesn't seem realistic? That's what Christy Wens did. If you take a look at Christy Wins' Instagram, you'll think she's on vacation all the time. Actually, she's the chief communications officer for winetravel.com, a role that she and the CEO devised specifically for her. She wears a lot of hats for Wine Traveler and handles many responsibilities, including, you guessed it, traveling to vineyards and tasting wine. How did she pull that off? Well, it turns out it's by knowing what she wanted. Now, the hard part is getting to the point where you know what you want comes pretty drastically different than what most people think. After 20 years in marketing and PR, Christy wanted the usual trappings of fulfilling work from the list above, but she was also looking for a few other things in her new career. As she explained when she came on the Happened to Your Career podcast, she said, I knew I wanted to 
right. I knew I wanted to communicate with people. I knew I wanted to somehow be involved in food and wine and travel if I could, because I love how it brings people together. Christy also wanted her career to connect her to history and culture. Travel, wine, history and culture? Those aren't career goals. Those are stops on a European vacation, right? Wrong. Not only did Christy create a role for herself that checked all of her unique career goal boxes, she also found a situation that met every item on her list and on the list that I mentioned earlier, too, on what you must have. I also needed something that was going to be flexible and allow me to work remotely kind of on my own hours. I put in a lot of time, but it's at my schedule, which is wonderful especially as a mom, I get to write, I get to be a manager, I get to jump in with ideas, I have a seat at the table and work with a a dynamic group of people that are are really amazing. And that was important to me as well. Just working with like-minded people, people with similar values, and kind of had the same goals and missions that I did. And this really, everything fell into line. And I honestly did not think it was possible even six months ago. Christy had the audacity to ask for what she wanted. She defined what she wanted and went out and got it in the real world. So the question becomes, how did Christy figure this out in the first place? Well, (laughs) way back when Christy started feeling like she was no longer in the right place for work and it was turning from what had previously been a good situation into a terrible situation for her, the first thing she did was take a hiatus. She and her family moved to Europe for several months. Christy hoped the time away would give her the ever-elusive clarity about her next step. It didn't work out. Christy realized that clarity wasn't just going to arrive from taking time and bandwidth and space. Those are all good things, don't get me wrong, but it doesn't just pop out of nowhere when you allow the space for it. So that's when we began working together with Christy and made a plan for her to help figure out her ideal career change. Here's what that looked like. We helped her create her plan for inevitable success. This is what we discussed in stage two, building your plan for inevitable success, which was the very last episode. You can go back and listen to that if you haven't already. Christy focused on taking one small step every day so that she felt momentum. This was part of her plan. It also included assembling her team with time with her career coach and other important people in her life. She then built an ideal career profile, which is what we mentioned earlier in the the puzzle method. Christy did a variety of exercises to gain a deeper understanding of her strengths and understand what levers needed to be pulled for her next job opportunity. She then conducted some career experiments. This is what we're going to talk about in stage four, designing and testing work that fits. Christy test drove some viable career options to make sure that she was on the right path. One of the things to know about Christy's career change is she suspected that she wanted her new career to involve writing. So she got a gig working with a small online tourism and wine website to write some articles. And this was just one of several ways that she was test driving potential opportunities and just a part of one of those experiments that I mentioned. Christy realized that she loved writing, but didn't want to do it 100% of the time, which became a key piece of her ideal career profile. She realized that there were other pieces of her past roles that she wanted to keep doing, like operations and marketing. As Christy reflected, she learned and she experimented more, 
This helped her discover career needs that she'd never had, like the ability to travel as part of her job. Pretty cool, right? However, once Christy had developed her ideal career profile, this helped her be able to pursue what she understood to be the version of her personal ideal career. It was on paper. It was on purpose. So Christy identified several small companies with missions that matched her career goals of incorporating wine, things like writing, travel, history, culture, and door work. And interestingly enough, one of those organizations that she experimented with was also one of the organizations that she realized might be a fit. So during that career experiment, she had got a contract job, just a small contract job working for Wine Traveler. In the course of doing that work, Christy realized that that organization might need a full-time person to help exactly with the things that she was interested in doing, specifically writing and overseeing company operations. Christy approached the founder of Wine Traveler about a permanent role and over the next few months, over many conversations, negotiated with him to craft a brand new position specifically for her that would also allow her to contribute in very unique ways that helped out the organization. Okay, that's how it actually happened. In reality, there were a variety of experiments and there was continuous learning and iteration as Christy figured out the first version of what she thought would be her next career step. Once she got into the testing point, that's where it began to change and it became more refined. Now, the advantage of doing this was she was able to, when she went to make that change, really be much more sure and confident that she was heading the right direction. If you want to hear Christy's story in her own words, then by all means, go and listen to her episode. You can do that by going right to the web version of the career change guide that we're talking about here and click on stage three at the bottom. You'll be able to click play on Christie's episode. If you're trying to define your ideal career, do these things right now to move you closer, go through the figure it out eight day mini course that we created years ago to help you identify some of the most important elements that you need for your next career step and beyond. The way that you can get to that is you can, of course, check it out on the web-based version of the career guide, careerchangeguide.co, or you can go to a direct link by navigating to figureitout.co. That's figureitout.co. Another thing you can do is take the Clifton Strengths strength finder assessment to begin to recognize and articulate your strengths in a new and different way. This isn't going to solve all your problems, but it is going to help you begin to understand really the core of your strengths so that you can begin using them and attaching them to the real world. You can also use the categories mentioned above to write out what you want for each area and what specifically would be great for you. Use the puzzle method that we talked about. Oh, by the way, also over at careerchageguide.co, in the action items, look for the gray box. In stage three, you can actually click on the link that says, here's a checklist to create your ideal career profile. And then you can begin to prioritize and identify your top five items to make a move on. 
If you're not sure how to read or implement your Clifton Strengths report, or you're completing your ideal career profile and not sure where to go from there, then absolutely, by all means, schedule a conversation with my team and we'll figure out the very best way that we can help support you. And you can do that just by going to schedulealconversation.com. In the very next episode, we'll cover what happens when you already feel like you know what you want. Do you just go and make the change? Well, as it turns out, there are a variety of ways that you can save all the time and effort before you pick up your pack and start to climb by doing some experiments. So we'll cover in stage four, how to do a day climb, how to test out your new career by taking a little bit of upfront time and experimenting to make sure that you're actually heading the right direction before you get there. See you next time. And by the way, many of the people that you've heard in this series have gone through our Crew Change Bootcamp program. Crew Change Bootcamp is our flagship program that combines one-on-one and personal coaching support with a research and experience-driven framework. And like I said, many of the stories you've heard are people that worked with us there. It, it actually opens November 9th, but you can get a head start on that particular program and getting in line for it because we only have eight spots total with the smallest amount of spots we've ever had in a November before. However, more importantly than that, you can get a head start on your 2021 by emailing me directly, scott at happentoyourcareer.com and putting CCB conversation in the subject line. And then I'll make sure that you get in touch with my team and we'll figure out if that program is right for you. And if it is, we'll figure out the very best way that we can help. Just email scott at happentoyourcareer, put CCB conversation in the subject line.